Welcome to the Coach's Lounge Podcast, dedicated to the experiences from the real coaches' offices around the country. These are the great stories we love to share and hear from the gridiron, court, and fields across America. Now, join coaches Kevin Flanagan and Matt Marshall as they open the lounge now. All right, so we got uh, Josh Molly, who's the... Uh, Head coach of the Fighting Bobcats, Orangeville, America. And, uh, you know, we're in Orangeville, America. So we got uh, God's country. It is God country. Absolutely. That's right. Yeah, for sure. So Eric's here. So Eric's yeah. still here. Can't still get rid here. of him. I'm still hanging out. Yeah. Can't get rid of him. So uh, free crawfish. I was in. Yeah. I'm in. He's an Orangeville Bobcat. And so my first head, no, my second head coaching job was at Orangeville. And screwed it's that gone up. downhill ever since. Well, I was gonna say I screwed it up pretty bad, and then uh, <laughs> no, it was really in good shape when I got here. I screwed it up pretty bad, and then you guys have been trying to correct it ever since. And gone downhill, gone so, downhill. Y'all been so how long you been here? How long you been here? Finishing year nine, nine. Golly, yeah. Stay in power, nine, baby. Sometimes. <laughs> oh boy, we got dancing girls. <laughs> we got dancing girls. <laughs> um. Nine and in the playoffs, how many times? Seven. Damn. Yeah. He's smashing every orange field Gosh, record. Almighty. Don't ask how many playoff wins. We just and had nobody appearances. Nobody cares about that. <laughs> just just hey, appearances. What's the total win count? What, what win count are you going yeah. to? No, be honest. I have no idea. You might you be the – I really don't. This. I think he's close. No, the no, no. The winningest coach in Orchard I don't history. even know who it no, is here. Was he it was in the 70s, I think. How many 70s? I think. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm was, not close to that. How long was Ed here? Uh, 79 to 88, 87. Bush came in at like 89, 80. The year Jeff, Jeff Granger was, uh, Bush, Bush's year, Bruce Bush for a couple of years. So, I, I mean, I think he was there 10 years, maybe. Don't get me lying. I should know the history better, but I do not you know. You should. It. You're probably not going to make it much longer. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Same things never change. Some things never Absolutely. change. Absolutely. We stole it, though. So, Somebody, uh, there's a copyright on that, and, uh, and it got taken to the YouTube area. How does that work? So yeah. that's what I've always, you know, where I'm at, people go, hey, what's your saying? What's your creed? And I look around and go, I can't do I can't do this, do that. Or, it's I mean, a 50-mile radius. You just straight stole who <laughs> It's 50-mile radius. Once you get outside of 50-mile radius, you do whatever the so, hell you I want mean, to do. How, what do you spell it out on? So it's who believe, we believe, who believe, we believe. Spell it out. We don't do that. We don't oh, do that, crap. Well, we do who believe, it. we believe. I'll say that twice. Who believe we believe? Who believe we believe? And then uh, our deal is fast, hard, finish. They'll say together. Uh, that's yeah. it's not B O B C. It's just I don't know if it sounds. Did you good. say fast, hard, finish? Fast, hard, finish together. You talking yeah. about football still? Or what? I thought you were talking about what my wife told me. I didn't know night. what you're talking about. <laughs> 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 hey, you're gonna lie to places with that. <laughs> so, is that your saying? Did you bring that? Is that where you brought it from? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, let's, yeah, this is not. Uh, we may have a Mother's Day special, and that'll be all that deal. Uh, this is not it right here. So, hey, just want to take a quick second and tell you about this foot rub that I've been checking out. It's made by Level Up, but it's pretty legit. It's formulated for athletes, obviously, that need preventative care and aftercare relief. All foot rubs do that, right? Whether you're on the field, the street, the track, nurses, first responders, teachers, everybody that's on their feet all day or any of the day, you tend to have feet that hurt. Taking care of your feet can be challenging when you push your body to its limits. Or, in my case, taking that extra run to the refrigerator to get that extra chocolate syrup for my ice cream. Don't judge. But Level Up Foot Rub is specifically formulated with 400 milligrams of full-spectrum CBD to prevent the cracks, dryness, and fungal infections that can keep you off your feet. And we all know you don't want your dogs barking. Just ask my softball team. They saw my feet one time, and I haven't heard the end of it since. So take care of your feet, and this Level Up Foot Rub is the way to go. Through our special partnership with Level Up CBD, the owners have agreed, hey, we're going to give you all the biggest discount we have ever given for any of our products. And here's how you do it. Use the discount code LOUNGE, L-O-U-N-G-E, LOUNGE, and you get 40% off Level Up Foot Rub. 40%, nearly half off 
All you do is type up lounge and the discount code at checkout. Your feet will thank you for it later. And we thank Level Up CBD for sponsoring this podcast. Um, obviously, Matt Marshall is absent from the uh, podcast, which yeah. is, is not a bad thing. Uh, I've been absent a couple of times, which was not a bad deal. So. He had some hard Ric Flair drip on there. Oh, God. The Hawaii, wrestling Ric Flair Hawaiian shirt. First yeah, I've ever seen. him and Matthews got off on that deal, and I just sat there, which I usually just sit there, but <laughs> it was even more so than normal. I, I didn't even know how to get in the Did Matthews show you his AARP card? Does he? Have, yes. Does he really him have Him and Dubois. Nice. Unbelievable. I thought that was a joke today. That's no, cool. no, no. Dubois pulled his out of his wallet today. I the thought that was pick. a joke. No, I thought that was a pretty car. That was a real That's AARP. a real car. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yes. Yeah. So, I am the young coaching coach in, yeah. in southeast texas well i'm as old as jeff but i'm just not AR. carrying a i'm not carrying an <laughs> arp card i'm not doing that he's got it so does new boys wow oh that's great stuff yeah just i mean if you can get by with it do it why not new boy says he gets a lot of discounts at hotels and stuff like that you get discounts everywhere so that's right God, don't really tell him about discounts for that or you'll be all in on that yeah 100 percent. i'm in for that deal <laughs> I don't know about the ARP card. So let's jump into, uh, let's just go straight into getting naked and, and sliding <laughs> on the uh, wrestling mat in Orangeville. That's that was, that what's was, that called again? Sunsy that Sunsy was before my time. Uh, well, I got there in 06 with Blake Morrison, and uh, he was head coach. I came in as offense coordinator, and that was something new to me. I'd never seen it before. Still going on, but it was just new to me. <laughs> yes. It's not going on anymore. We do, we do, we do not participate in that anymore. Uh, that's, the new field house doesn't allow that. Really. Yeah, there's no wrestling mat in the middle of the room. And uh, there's a new field house, new restrooms. Well, new. It's 0809. So we're on there. It's kind of like the gym. I don't know when you stop calling the new gym the new gym. Yeah, like it's twenty something, almost twenty years old. So, but we still call it the new gym. Is it really twenty years old? No, it's 08, whatever that is, twelve, thirteen. Yeah, it's that's getting still towards twenty years old. Yeah. No doubt. So, wow. But it's still called the new gym. Do the new bath do the new well do the bathrooms at the newer field house have full stalls? That's yes. the question. Half doors or full stalls? Full stalls. Really? Wow. It's a newer time in Orange. You can't hold America. hands like they used to do. Uh, yeah. Lean yeah. out and have conversations. Hold conversations. conversations. That's correct. Guys yep. sitting on the sinks and straight up just staring at it you. Was and, a, uh, it was a it was an eye opener to me coming over from where I came from to see the guy sliding on the wrestling mat just They'd walk in, they'd knock on the door, come in the coach's office. Nothing on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think people thought we were lying earlier. Unbelievable. I don't know what it is. 100%. So, I just thought Everfield House was like that when I went One to of Orange the greatest Field. stories ever for Orangefield. We go play, is really for the district championship. We play Anawak, and we're at Anawak, and oh God, you I had to be still this. there. It's got to be, it's got to involve the pool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we're, 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 we finished the game, we win, and, Standing outside with families and we're talking and stuff. And Morrison Blake comes out and he says, Coach, we got an issue. And I said, What are you talking about? Everybody's in the dressing room. They're getting dressed, fixing head to bus, whatever. And he goes, Well, there's nobody in there. I don't know where they are. Well, there's, <laughs> it's a very small area. Yeah. What are you talking about? They have to be in there. It's like so, 10 by 12. <laughs> yeah. And so we walk in there and there's no one in the dressing room. No one. And we can so we start looking and we find a shower and we walk in the shower and we hear like the faint sound of some yelling going on. We're like, what is that? Smell some chlorine. Yeah. So we start following. I mean, pitch black. It turns pitch black through these corridors and it's a maze. And we're going through there, and then all of a sudden you can see the glow of a light. <laughs> and as we round the corner, we see that glow coming from this swimming pool. No lights on except the lights in the swimming pool. As we come in. One of our, it was Ian Skelton, so it was. And right as we come through, he is doing some kind of a roping drill, uh, bouncing on the uh, diving board before he goes in. <laughs> no one has any clothes on. No, uh-uh. that's not the orange field way. Yeah, exactly. And there's garage doors and there's people, parents outside. And I hear them knocking on the door like they want somebody to open. I'm thinking, oh, God. If they open these doors, <laughs> yeah. we are all short standing orange shield. Oh. I never had experienced, like I said, anything like that in my life. But it was it was common to you know open the the old coach's office. You know, opened up to the locker room that little door, and you'd open that door, and they'd just be standing there in their birthday suit, like no but no big deal. Like yeah. just they think nothing of it. Asking a question, and I'm thinking this is the weirdest thing ever. 
I just thought that's how everybody was. So apparently we were, we're raised different. I have not the idea. I just thought that that's kind of that tradition's kind of going away. Yeah. It's sad to say. Yeah. Sad to say. I blame that on somebody else, not me. But yeah. You but, might as well not even have showers anymore. Well, kids, I don't know any place kids even they don't even take showers. Some of ours still do. Um, some. I think yeah. if you, you go know. back to first period athletics or have first period, they'll shower, but. Now that they, you know, a lot of people are last period athletics from like that. Well, they just go home afterwards. You know what killed it? Axe. Axe body spray. Axe body <laughs> they spray. They think it works. Hey, have you ever smelled a seventh grader after athletics oh. when they've just doused themselves in Axe body spray? Yeah. They think that they smell okay. Yeah. Instead, it could gag a maggot. It's yeah. a combination of Axe Still and body Axe shower. <laughs> killed it. Yeah. Killed the whole deal. Well, and, and then, you know, when we were, when we were at Orange Show, it wasn't just the bathrooms. It was the... uh Everybody had to get to the toilets first. We only had three of them. So there was always a constant like sprint <laughs> from the school to the field house to who could get to the toilets first. And when I was coaching, we the reason why we had to beat Anahuac to be co-champs is we lost to a team that we should have beat at home because that's when Blake Shute oh, yeah. was our starting center, who was yeah. our best offensive lineman, sprinting to the bathroom after the pregame meal, stepped off the sidewalk, to get to the toilet and third degree sprain of his ankle. Cost this right district championship. Yeah. Great, great coordination. <laughs> great coordination. District championship right there yeah. down the tubes. Hampshire Finette beat us that night. And uh, we'd God already dang. been we'd already been in a whack. They yeah. were they were undefeated. They smoked everybody. And we beat them and then uh yeah, Hampshire got us. We had a makeshift center. Uh yes. yeah, Paul Walker or Clark Tom. No, was, was, was it right before he went to Bridge City. Okay. The next year. Right after Paul, I guess. Yeah. Didn't he go from Hampshire to Bridge City, yes, correct? Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it was right after he he went to Bridge City. I think the next year, possibly. So I've so many stories from Orangeville. I mean, so many with my kids growing up there. We we would come up as coaches in the summertime, and the girls would Kaylee and Courtney, and then uh, Blake's kids and Tune and all those kids. Well, they would come up, and we bomb a wiffle ball bats, wiffle balls in the summer. And I mean, I don't bad dads or whatever. We would cut <laughs> them loose. Wouldn't, I don't know what they were doing all day, but they still they tell so many stories. But what's uh? Tell me some some Orangeville <laughs> story. Is the creek right there beside the uh, field house still there? The little oh, it's a ditch. The ditch? No, they yeah. covered it. Really? Uh, it no, goes down by there. the track, but I thought right in front of the field. It's not. There's no the bridge anymore. By no the bridge. Of, yeah. No ill. The, there's that there's ditch. a ditch by the. It's the old locker room. It's now the weight room. Right in front of it in the parking lot that ditch is there okay hey make sure you check us out on social media twitter instagram facebook all the same at real coach lounge let me say that again at real coach lounge hook up with us let us know on facebook you're there let's start a chat let us know what you like what you don't like questions things you want to hear things you don't want to hear all that fun stuff this is a podcast for everybody. We just happen to be sitting in the lucky seats asking the questions and enjoying the laughs, but you guys are the ones that this is for. Join us on social media and let's all enjoy this fun ride together. Are the homemade rolls still as good? They don't make them. Oh, damn it. Uh, oh. I won't say what presidential... Um, <laughs> Wife killed the old yep. uh, free lunches. Yep. Everything has to be prepackaged. All now. that stuff's dead now. So it's uh, best food. I, I told, said that earlier. We uh. get we still get free lunches on Monday and Wednesday. They used to do it every day. Yeah. Now it's Monday and Wednesday, but with all the regulations they put on it, you don't get you don't get the rolls, the beef tips, all that stuff anymore. You uh, kind of gumbo steak day. One day you're in line with the kids, and one day they'll do something for the teachers, like chicken spaghetti shout out or something like that. Sherry Bruce already. Yeah, Sherry she Bruce retired. Shout out. Yeah, she retired. The best ever. Sweet yeah. tea and Kool-Aid. All oh, you can drink. Gosh almighty. Thanks Still a lot, a first lady. <laughs> <laughs> it was the greatest still ever. Give me an Orangefield story. What what do we got? What's uh what's what's the best thing? Tell me about that field house. Anything going on in that field house? Not no, um one one of the one of my favorite stories involves a player. And it kind of tells you the mentality of some of the toughness of the kids in Orangefield, if you know yeah. what I'm talking about. Just oh, uh, yeah. It's this kid in off season. He he didn't play his freshman year. Came in his freshman off season. Said, "Coach, I want to play next year." So we let him in. Got to go through off season. The kid worked his tail off. We were kind of excited about him coming, and as a sophomore, and uh, 
So your first day, two days, you know, you're ready to go. The kids are coming in. Everybody's excited about it. You walk out the front door of the field house and the kid's in a wheelchair. So he's in a wheelchair and his, and his, and his, and his mom's walking up with him. And so I walk out and I'm like, son, what, what in the world happened? Before he could even answer, the mom comes out and says, coach, ripped his nutsack open. <laughs> <laughs> And I, before I had to sit there and think if I heard what I thought I heard, and I say, "Excuse me, coach, he's playing in the backyard last night. Didn't see the old sprinkler head from the, uh, uh, you know, from the the pooper machine, you know, and all oh, that yeah. kind of stuff. Balls almost popped out. Oh, and she's just talking to me like we're having a conversation. Oh, oh. I look down at him, and he says, "Yeah, coach, it hurt pretty bad, but I'm ready to go." Oh. <laughs> Literally two weeks later, he's in pads, baby, running down the field. Oh, hey, while we were at Crosby, remember, oh. uh, what was that? Porter. 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 Oh. We were at two-a-day practice, and that was for some, oh. we were in shorts, and that's why I will not wear just shorts. If we go, we're going to practice. We're wearing girdles. We're wearing the full regalion for this reason. Oh. Kid was wearing shorts and shoulder pads. Corner came up to make a tackle and got kind of ran over when he did. Hit a cleat top went right on it and split that sack like a grape. Into, like a grape popped it like a grape. Mm. I mean, like so. You know, you're all, hey, what's wrong, buddy? Well, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> clear it out, boys. Practice is over. He hit the uh, he hit the septic sprinkler in the yard. Didn't see oh. it. Just ran right over top of it. It ripped him open down there. Yeah, there's no. Uh, hey, let's see if we can walk it off. Yeah, uh-huh. No, it's like oh no. But uh-huh. it was just the matter of fact. Dad, coach, you ripped his nutsack open. I thought, first time I'd ever heard that. That was one. Another one, uh, Blake was a head coach. We were wrestling. and um, You and Blake? No, no, no. I'm not not wrestling that bad. Were y'all naked? No. (laughs) He probably wanted to be, but I said no. Were y'all rubbed down and soaked naked? (laughs) So the kids are wrestling. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, it was one of those ones where you had to pin their shoulders down to Mm. win. And – Kid throws him over and gets over, and all of a sudden the kid pops up, and literally from his elbow to his the end of his hand is at a forty five degree angle that way. Oh, and he's just sitting there like this, and that arms you know looking that way. And Blake kind of turns around, looks at the coaches, and says, "All right, guys, you'll get all the kids out of here." And if you've ever seen the Seinfeld episode when George was pushing the kids over, when the when they had the fire in that house, a little kid's birthday party, that was me. <laughs> like I didn't wait; I hauled ass out of that damn weight room. <laughs> And the kid, like I'm pushing the kids out of the way, getting out of here. And I look like Costanza on Seinfeld. Uh, so the kid finally comes out and he's talking to Blake and, and you know, and Blake's trying to calm him down. We got the ambulance coming and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and the kid's like, coach, can I cuss? And Blake's like, sure, son. And all of a sudden he's like, son of a bitch. And just, I mean, what do you say to the kid? Don't cuss. You know what I mean? His, his elbow's literally at a 45 degree angle to the yeah. right. And it's like, but literally just the tough one, you know, just tough kids. Uh, That's one of the things I like about being here is, is there's a toughness, mental toughness. And that started from way back and just carried through. And they, they're some tough ass kids here. And It was my second year doing that student coaching thing in Orangefield. I was whatever coaching junior high, me and Chad Coulter. And uh, we had St. Anne's coming to play us. Uh, from Kelly, you know, and Chad the whole time is preaching the kids that whole week. Hey, we're from the mud. We're from the dirt. We're from <laughs> Bobcat Creek. We drink out. This is the Kelly kids coming in, you know, getting our kids all fired up. Well, <laughs> he didn't stage this and it sounds like he would, but sh- I swear to you. Well, and shout out to the Grangers of Orangeville. So we're coming across the all old bridge. One million of them. All one million of them. We're, yeah, I live, the neighbors, Calvin. So they, <laughs> they're walking across the bridge. Our team is. And when we get across in the ditch, and this is when Jeremy and Grungy were a lot younger. They're probably fourth and fifth grade at the time. Grungy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a real name. That's, a real name. that's his name. <laughs> Grungy so would it not be? We're coming across there. Grungy Granger. Yes. They're in the, yeah. the right there, the bridge coming to the fence. They're in the ditch. Right beside it, digging around in there. Hey, boys. And, and Chad goes, what are y'all doing? Oh, we're just seeing what's in the ditch. So about that time, we had just crossed St. Anne's pulls up in their little white bus and all their parents pull in behind them and their beamers and they're getting off the bus. And about that time, they're starting to cross. 
and there was a lady and a man coming across, and the team was behind him. <laughs> Grungy goes, Coach, look what I got. And there was a big old mud hill. It was huge. <laughs> and he's just pulling that mud hill. And they're like, oh, my God. And I'm just like, right there, if that doesn't intimidate you before you pull up the play, Nothing will. We got players in here digging in the mud. Yeah. Well, mud hills. It was funny. Yeah. And if that doesn't do it, come on inside. We got a wrestling match. Look yeah. what's going on here. It's got some suds on it. <laughs> Might have some streaks. Don't mind yeah. the streaks. But before you wrestle, boys, this is what you have to do. <laughs> See, if we'd have just thought about that and, and it worked, and it just we, worked out a lot more for us. I do have one in the office. I got an older coach that works for me now. I won't say his name, Breville. Uh, <laughs> he's notorious for not wearing underwear. <laughs> notorious. And so, like, if you see him with his coaching shorts on or something like that, he's he's he's, he's free down there, yeah. you know. And so, uh, you know, we give him a hard time about it and all that kind of stuff. But we were one day in the weight room, you know, after we worked out, we were doing some kind of competition or push-ups or something. Who could do the most push-ups? And I think we wanted to do, like, six inches. And so Breville's like, I'll show you how it's done. So he lays on the ground and lifts his feet in the air like this. Well, his shorts sag down <laughs> under his leg. And literally all the kids start going, because they just see Breville's boys because he don't have no pants on and no underwear on. And there's his, there's his little guy, the little Breville's dangling underneath them, underneath them short legs. And so, yeah, he, we don't let him do any kind of stuff like that ever again. Stay upright. Same, Stay same right. guy. So six inches. Uh, Coach. And he had the 1970s porn fro, but I'm not talking about on his head. <laughs> I'm talking, we call it Big League Chew. We have some Big League Chews down there. <laughs> so we were doing a little thing for a while. This was probably, what, about six years ago? When we, we were meeting, all the defensive coaches in the area were just meeting <laughs> together and doing a little, just going to each other's places, talking ball. And, and we went to Orangefield. I mean, another guy did, and, and their D.C. at the time, who's now going to be uh, my D.C., Davis, was sitting there jerk. going over. I'm sorry yeah, about people that. steal your people. <laughs> yeah. You got good people, you come around, they steal them. I mean, yeah. guys been with me eight years, done a hell of a job, and here comes Mr. You know, new guy. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, going to get everybody oh, the best they can get. Watch uh, this. Mr. Good hair. Watch me. Look at my hair. I got this hairline. It just happens he lives right across from Elbow Cypress. I got stock in hair club for me, and he's got in hair jail for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's crazy. Don't be jealous. I am a little jealous, but you, I see my back. It's glorious. <laughs> you got me. Glorious. You got me My back there. hair is unbelievable. I don't have a back hair. Not, a, not, not one. I'm telling you right now, there's not one. On I there. made up for it. I made up for it. But so we're sitting in their coach's office. And uh, so Revel was, you know, he coaches D line for him. So he's sitting there listening to us talk. And, and my brother, uh, Joe, is sitting right beside. Him. He's talking linebacker. Greatest player I've ever coached. He's also, he's also going to go be a bear, too. Yeah, so a, I hate to him, too. Worst person wow. alive. Wow. Terrible. I'm such a bad oh, person. Right it's okay. Now. Wow. Sorry. I want to hire my brother. I'm such a bad person. But wow. I had to get him. The, I mean, they. It's my son, Dad. He's my son, He might be. The PB boys are in the background. They've got the youngest one on a uh, what's that? A hammock. Yeah. They just swung him, and he went about eight feet in the air and slammed straight to the oh, ground. Hey, he He's just to he, the ground. He's good now. He just got a rod taken out of his arm two weeks ago. Oh, no, last week. Oh, yeah. He's good. He's good. He's fine. He's tough. He's a Horsefield kid. Tough. He's in Horsefield right now. I think he's going to move to Little Cypress. He's so we'll see what happens. Too. We'll see what happens. He'll soften up. We'll see what happens to that toughness when he goes yeah. over there. Well, we're know. in the coach's office, and we're sitting there. And uh, so, Breville gets up and goes, all right, boys, I'm going to head to the house. I'm tired. All right. So, everybody, he walks out. And it wasn't. And 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 for y'all that don't know my brother, my brother's not a very outspoken person. He's kind of a quiet person now and doesn't say much. And all of a sudden, it wasn't five minutes. Breville walks back in and goes, uh, Joe, yeah, coach? Yeah, I just backed into your car. And then Joe, just a look. Then Joe just, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bre Breville's, uh, I've, I've worked with him for a while. I worked with him at Bridge City. You know, he was an assistant with us over there. And we went to coaching school one time in San Antonio. He was my roommate. And uh, the guy has no no shame, no pride. Nothing. No underwear. He's no underwear. Guy. 
Great guy. So I'm, you know, we just checked in. We're in the room. We're kind of figuring out what we're going to do and all that kind of stuff, you know. And I'm sitting in the little chair at the table in the hotel room, and he's probably six feet from me, and literally one step from the bathroom. Okay, so I'm talking to him. I'm watching TV. I'm talking to him. Watch TV. I turn around. He's in his tidy whities. All right. I, I, that's he all does he, own him. That's at all least he has one on, pair. Tidy yeah. whities. So this is a little awkward, but okay. I'm, so I'm talking to him. Watch TV. Watch him. Next time I turn around, <laughs> buck naked, talking to me. All he had to do was go to school in Orangefield. No, 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 I'm starting he's to a think, Thomas Jefferson Yellow Jack. I'm starting to think he that maybe Thomas. He's one step from the bathroom. All he's got to do is take one step to the left, and and we're good. But instead, he's just right there with all everybody to see the big league chew, the boys, and everything. And, <laughs> and I and he can't understand why this freaking me out. Like I don't want to look at you naked talking to you the whole time. This is ridiculous. So this guy's a little he's a little different. Uh, I can tell you all kinds of stories about him and what he his dog and he goes, he doesn't wear underwear at home. He goes outside at six o'clock in the morning to pee on the back porch and he's right next door to a daycare when he's doing it. Uh, <laughs> it's unbelievable. The guy is um, you could do a sitcom with just him. He's a great guy though. He's he's hilarious. He's a good dude. We've had a couple of uh couple of episodes with uh coaches meeting recruiters with everything hanging out there. And then we had one uh oh yeah, one that got interviewed. He did an interview butt naked. Had a had a towel. That had to be with Baytown, Baytown Sterling, correct? One was Baytown Sterling and um, I mean, Baytown Lee, Jim Stroud. Had to be Jim Stroud. Jim Stroud was the recruiter came I've, in and he just uh, I've heard, had I, nothing on. I've talked to that guy. I've and just, then, uh, I don't remember if it was him or somebody else. I think it was Stroud, yeah. It was Stroud. Did an interview and the guy was calling one of the guys we had on it. He said, Yeah, I just did with an nothing interview. but a towel. The towel was not covering any yeah. parts. It was, it was over was his a, shoulder. It was a picnic napkin type <laughs> deal covered it right there. So, yeah, did a whole hour interview yeah. with this guy. Yeah. I swear that that's what Larry uh, was talking about with Stroud. That when they coached, uh, when Haynes was on our staff, that's that he would be up on the box and give them, hey, you know, you've got so much for individual, you got eight minutes for individual, but he would run the time long just to see what the coaches had. And if any point he looked up and he would have the filmers film the coaches, not the kids. Yeah. And if yeah. any time that he looked up and the coaches, he said that we might be 22 minutes in the individual. And if the coaches started standing around, he'd blow the whistle and say, everybody to the line. And and the kids would start running out. No, all coaches to the line. And he'd have all the coaches line up on the line and run the up downs. And Larry was like, here we go. We're going to do up downs. That was before Larry was a junior high coach. Yes. I can so, do some downs, yeah. but I'm yeah. not going to be able to get back up. Yeah. <laughs> Most likely. I listened to the one y'all did with uh, Cornell. And then that was a good one. Yeah. I talked to him the other day. I got I had to remind him of this. There's a funny story with him. When I was I was doing the Eric Peavy, I was GA in Brit City. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh Les Johnson was the head coach of Brit City. And it's his first time ever to coach against West Orange. And so West Orange comes over to Brit City and beats us about sixty to nothing. It's pretty standard. Les Johnson? Yeah. yeah. About sixty to nothing. So here I am, 19 years old. I walk out on the field. I'm kind of with the coaches shaking hands, yeah. think, you know, thinking I'm somebody, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And Les is wearing Dan Ray out, <laughs> wearing him out. You get a good look at that scoreboard. That ain't ever going to happen again. I pray, Dad, go. You better look at it. It'll never happen again. And Cornell's just standing there, and finally he pipes in. He says, Coach, been happening for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> just here I am. I was like, that's pretty good. He wasn't kidding either. It's been happening for another 20. So I'm going to tell you, <laughs> they went over the NASA story. I was there in person. Were you really? Yes. I w- it was with Marcus and Michael Thompson. Yeah. yeah. We, we, I was working at Crosby and we went to Dayton and uh, they were playing Cold Spring. And uh, Cold Spring was playing them tough early. This is right when that Cold Spring West Orange for about three or four years in a row where they were playing each other. And uh, it was like the second year and it was probably 14 7 or something close. When that happened, well, the story that I, that I can't believe they didn't talk about, and I'll never forget this as long as I live. It was right before half, and uh, it was 14-14 or 14-12. Cold Spring had come right back in it, and West Orange is trying to drive downfield, and it's third down and 15, third down and 16. West Orange is on their own 50, and all of a sudden you hear just – me and the Thompson brothers were sitting there and, I, and Dan also just goes, time out, time out. He calls time out. He goes, offense, come here. Randy, 
And so Randy was in the box, Randy Crouch, and gets Randy on the headset. He goes, Randy, what are we doing? So he's yelling through somebody else's headset because he's not wearing it. <laughs> so he, it was, uh, might have been Ed's headset, but he was grabbing a headset or Toby's. It was telling him, what are we doing? He goes, that's it. Get, get somebody, give me a board. Somebody get me a board. And so he brought up some little bitty whiteboard, you know, not a large one, just a little they gave to him. He goes, where's the pen? They give him a pen and he, and he draws. Oh, he draws up some circles, just sloppily, real quick. He goes, he goes, Roberts, you see this? And Roberts, pretty good receiver they had at the time. He goes, this is you. And he puts him over here. He said, and I won't, you're going to do this. We're going to snap the ball and you're going to do this. Run down the field and I'm going to throw you a touchdown. That's what it is. That's what the play is. You run a go, we run a touchdown. That's it. Simple. <laughs> well, one of the offensive linemen look up at coach and I mean, we're standing right there and literally goes, well, coach, what, what do you want us to do? I don't care. The rest of you are out there to make 11. Now go, go, go. Team break. And he just starts saying, break, team, whatever y'all say. Go score. And sure enough, they go back out in the field. They line up robbers on the left. Everybody to the right. Hut, he runs a go. Touchdown. He said, told y'all, y'all make this shit way too hard. Y'all make it way too hard. Just go score. He's out there to make 11. He's out there to make 11. Go. And then afterwards, when he said, go, the way was, like, break, whatever you Say, go. <laughs> See y'all. <laughs> I've had some long nightmares with those against those guys. Yeah, y'all played. We never played West Orange. They were bigger than we were, but y'all played them. They're still bigger. Same district. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same district. It's been fun. Yeah. No, that's another Blake Morrison story. I hope he listens to this. <laughs> we'll make sure he does. We're down there. If not, it's okay. We'll just oh, keep talking about him. Oh six. Brett Ramsey was a senior. Oh six. Earl Thomas. Eight of the Franks kids, whoever they all are out there. Jacoby Franks, I think was that. And y'all had, y'all had Brett Ramsey. We had Brett had, Ramsey, son. They had Jacoby and they Franks, so, and y'all had Brett Ramsey. They were so envious. Oh, I'm sure they were. So why would they not be? All week, we kicked on squibbing and pooching, and Brett was the kicker. Yeah, squibbing I know. And pooching, squibbing yeah. and pooching, squibbing and pooching, squibbing and pooching. So we're playing West Orange at home, and uh, I'm the I'm climbing up, you know, to the in the deer stand behind the little ladder up there to get up in the press box or whatever, and I look up, and we had a uh, – Parachuter come in with a game ball. Yeah. And he's got orange smoke coming off his feet, all this kind of stuff, whatever. And the smoke ain't even left the field yet. And I look up and that ball, Brett has never kicked a better ball in his life. <laughs> Ever. It's it, I think Earl Thomas called it on the on the goal line. And eleven seconds Earl later. Earl Thomas from the Seattle Sun- yes, Seahawks. That's Earl correct. Thomas. Yeah. Eleven seconds later, this is gonna, yeah, this, let's say this is gonna turn out well. And so <laughs> I'm on the headset with Prouse and I was like, Prouse, what are we doing? We ain't worked on that all week. He goes, You know freaking Blake. He gets all fired up. Screw you, T. We're kicking it deep. <laughs> <laughs> and literally eleven seconds later, it was seven and nothing. I was like, oh, <laughs> what a great idea that was. And so I think Gary Staley still thinks I made that call. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm the special teams guy. You're the guy. You're just yeah. throwing people under the bus. We understand. It's incorrect. <laughs> I was literally still crawling up the deer blind and getting so the So, to clarify off. the record, Brett, still, he still tells a story that um, we were playing LaGrange. Second, at that oh, time. That's another bucket. Oh, yeah, has Orangeville ever won a third round? No, no we've never made, never made it to the third never round. Never made third round. Okay, so that still holds up. That so was a chance. We were second round. Had a chance, going to be the best record ever. We're playing Lagrange. We're at uh, Pasadena, I think, and uh, tie ball game. Almost no time left. And anyway, there's a lot of stuff that happens right there. But in that whole, I remember one. In that whole ball deal, went through somebody's hands. Yeah, but, I won't say who. Yeah, but <laughs> no, nah, it, it's so. Anyway, he, Brett's standing beside me. He's a freshman. He's the backup quarterback and a kicker. And the way he tells the story. We somebody asked about should we just kick it? And I looked at Brett and said, We don't really nah, we don't have much of a kicker or something like that. That's what he says. <laughs> Never happens. Never happens. I believe it. I That's mean, at least you were being honest. Yeah. I mean, I've seen that guy Texas tornado so many about eight yards outside. <laughs> so I mean you, you aren't kidding. Yeah. I, I'm siding with you on that. I'm one. just glad the truth is being told. Oh, finally. Yeah, there's no finally. no doubt. And I I don't like LaGrange either. Yeah. Well, ever since I saw J.K. Dobbins, who's now running back for the Baltimore Ravens, run the ball down our throat, and I'm hollering at our kids to tackle him. <laughs> you can't tackle that Why guy. We tackle, tackle him. him. And then now the Pittsburgh Steelers can't even tackle him. I, <laughs> I start calling and apologizing, kid. I'm sorry about that. I apologize. I'm sorry about that. I, I will say this: it's been cloud coverage all day and misting. Yeah. And Josh Molly shows up, head coach Orangeville Bobcats. The sunlight shows, shines. Uh, 
comes it's out. It's the bald head. It, who believes? It, 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 who <laughs> believes? It's a uh, the, the bald head attracts the sun for some reason. I don't know what it is. Yeah, we got a lot of bald guys on this deal. Not Eric Peavy, but we got other no, bald no, guys. No, that's never not no. Eric Peavy. No, never gonna happen. What a jerk. We're, <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about uh, Chad Coulter earlier. You got any good Coulter stories? Uh, well, I mean, you can go on all the mini runs. I mean, talk yeah, about that. Bailey's the Grill Master yeah. 550. Uh, I do remember one time, I think I told a story at his, at his service uh, when he passed. Uh, you know, I was a Bridge City guy, born and raised, worked there, played there, coached there, believed in it. Those guys were my heroes. Shane Dronet, Jason Matthews, you know, just. What about Jeff Matthews? Not, not so, so much. much. Okay. No, yeah. I I'm it. not sure he played. Did I he play? <laughs> it was, uh, I well, Jason not. and Becca were a heck of athletes. Jeff, I don't. He might have been the, he was the first male player on their volleyball team. Yes, <laughs> yes, he was. He 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 was the bottom of the pyramid. I think, was uh, but those were guys were my heroes, man. I believed in them. They could whip anybody. You know, two of those guys played in the NFL. And I remember coming to Orfield and talking to Chad and, and, and you know, he, he his guys and his running back, Toby Schultz, and this, that, and other, yeah. all his teammates. And, man, we literally got into it one time talking about who could beat who. Oh, you know, I said, man, they're huge guys, NFL guys. Chad, they'd smoke y'all. No, I tell you right now, you smoke us. We go keep. So this goes on and on and on about 20 minutes. And he finally looks at me and says, brother, I ain't about talking. You go get those guys. I'll go get my guys, and we'll sell this right now. I mean, this is like 2006. You know, they graduated in '88 or something. You know, I'm like, I don't think that's going to happen. But that guy, man, you talk about bleed orange and white. Oh, was, my I mean, I miss that guy, Marty Elkins. Those guys, man, they're missed oh, so much. We were talking about just how junior he brought brought up, just because we were bringing up how it's hard to find young coaches that really do that kind of stuff the junior highs anymore and i said i was lucky i went i came up and chad coulter was my seventh grade football coach and i was like i didn't want to be a bobcat i, I mean i didn't want to be a, a longhorn or an aggie i wanted to be a bobcat from day one like, yeah that's what i wanted yeah. to do and, yep. uh, he, he was the man he was the man well, his yeah. son's gonna be a senior for us this year is he really kobe yeah wow yep that uh, makes you feel old, don't he, it? You know, he, we, <laughs> yeah. we were sitting at Troy Bolton's house one night. Oh, a lot of good stories there. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got in a, Troy got into a similar deal with thumb. Chad. Yeah. yeah, a little crooked thumb. <laughs> we got in a, Troy and, and Chad got in a similar deal and it turned into Chad, I think he stretched out like a water hose in the backyard. And challenge Troy to go out there and we'll settle this right now. You get on one side, <laughs> me or the other. And Chad took off. He went out there, took his shirt off, and he's 300 pounds. Oh, yeah. And could out there, he needs, we look out there and he's forward rolling, he's seat rolling and belly rolling. And I looked at Troy and I said, let me just tell you, man, do not go out there. <laughs> and he said, I'm not going out there. And uh, boy, Chad was, uh, it was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. He uh, came out to do it. One of the years, he came to the high school. He started coaching at the high school. And I, I don't think this was with you. Was It no. might have been with you. This is what Blake. Yeah, I Blake left him at the junior high. The high Best junior high coach ever. Don't bring him up. And so it was my last year there. And we're going out to two days practice. And, you know, everybody's got their new coaching gear on. Everybody's got their first, you know, their orange Bobcat shirt on. We're going to wear. No, it was white. Monday was going to be white. Everybody's wearing their new white coaching shirt. Got your shorts. Yeah, everybody's got their new shoes on. We're about to go first day. All of a sudden, Chad comes to the coach's office with a practice jersey on. And it's one of those old school practice jerseys that stop like right below the titties. You know what I mean? It's just, <laughs> it's the big holes, the sleeves, and it's a white practice jersey down to about, I mean, his belly button's out. And, and Blake just starts laughing. He goes, what are you doing? He goes, coach, you just bought us cotton t-shirts. He goes, this jersey feels so good on my body. <laughs> he goes, it just feels good. You know how Chad says going, he goes, feels good. He goes, and it's white. You said coaches wear white. So he's got his old Russell shorts pulled up all the way up high. He's got his mid, his mid calf socks on and he's going out in a practice jersey. So we go out that morning and he's bragging the whole morning. You know, it's five thirty, six o'clock start. You know, we got out there. The sun's just coming up. And he goes, oh, that breeze feels good to that jersey. How's that breeze feel that wet T-shirt the whole time? Well, when we step off the field at 1130, he is not saying anything. And everybody starts looking around, and he is 
So he comes to the coach's office and he takes that jersey off and he is sunburned from all the holes. Like he has dots all over his, his body from that jersey. And he didn't say a word. He was like, maybe the jersey wasn't the best idea is what he said. He oh, yeah, maybe y'all are right. He had little Here dots. we had the all school pep rally oh, out of the stadium. We got we got elementary. We got everybody out there. And he busts out of the field house in those tight. I don't know if they were bike shorts, but they sure looked like them. He was just wearing tight. the athletic shorts, probably. Yeah, oh, God. They were, yes, he was wearing the yeah. athletic shorts, about two sizes too small. And all he had on beyond that, beyond that was two helmet stickers, those bobcat balls <laughs> over his nipples. nipples. <laughs> we got pictures of that still. We, we, that has been our case. He was king of the pep rallies. He oh, was king of the pep rallies. Gosh. He would always have those pep rallies, though. Oh, I laughed so hard and I kept thinking, this is really funny, but I may get fired over this deal right here. <laughs> I'll never. Uh, we had a deal. We had a fight. I think I was like in maybe seventh grade. Because he had no shame. You know how Coach Coulter was. Chad, it was no shame. He is who he is. And we had a deal. We had a big lineman that got in a fight. And everybody was pulling all everybody apart. And Chad gets a boat and goes, what are y'all fighting for? And one of the kids was like, well, he's making fun because he said I had titties. He goes, boy, and he lifted his shirt and goes, I got titties. <laughs> and the women love it. <laughs> he goes, See, you don't hurt daddy. <laughs> well, hey. Uh, Kid never had a problem after that. Yeah, he's like, oh, Coach Cooper, yeah. he said well, he's got titties too. So Chad comes out in a in a in a jersey and gets a sunburn during during practice. <laughs> Tell me about Pulled if it. it's off season and cold weather, and you're trying to fire up the kids. And this was at uh, Crosby America. And tell, tell us that, how that went. What was the thought process, young Eric Peavy? Have you ever heard this, Josh? I don't think so. It's He's going to fire us. I mean, it's off season. When I say it's cold, it was one of those thirty degree days. It and was like, wind blowing thirty degrees. Boot camp. Oh, so I'm out. cold. So I had a station. Wet. One of my stations at the boot camp was, uh, I had an ab station, but where I did it at on the practice field was kind of it wasn't a ditch, but it was, it was between kinda, two two fields. It yeah, was a it swell. was a, it was a little swell right yeah. there. So I knew where I was going to be at. The kids were going to be in the water. And I'm telling you, it was probably 36. It was below 40 that day. It, it was, was so cold. So I had it in my mind. I said, look, you know, what I'm going to do is when we get out there, the first thing I'm doing, I'm stripping down and I'm going right through the water because the kids are all coming out because we have to dress alike. It's boot camp. Same socks, same shirt, same, no sweats. We're going out there and we're getting after it. We're teaching toughness. We're getting out there and all the kids are, you know, their hands are in their, 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 their shorts and everybody's. So I just go, hey. Y'all think this is cold? Y'all don't know. You know, I just start stripping down. The kids are like, what is he doing? I strip down. I just take off running. I just head first dive right into that ditch. Boom. <laughs> and I'm full soaking up. Ah, yelling, screaming. All the kids getting fired up. And so here we go. We're going to start boot camp. Well, about five minutes into that, I regretted that decision. <laughs> Unbelievable. So I'm freezing because so, I'm not putting, I'm not going to keep the clothes off. I'm just going to go with the kids. And I'm just freezing. I peed myself about three times. I was going to say, how, how, how was little Eric doing down there? I had to, I had to, only way I could warm myself up was to let it loose a couple of times. But we made it through. We got through as soon as we got through. I drugged myself back in that house, <laughs> and I go straight to the hot shower, and I just sat in the hot shower. And I had to go to a track meet later that day, and I was freezing my tail. Another side, it worked. So. It worked. It shrinks <laughs> like a frightened turtle. I was in the pool. <laughs> I was in the pool. <laughs> Don't they know about it? No. Uh, it worked. It worked. My boy Chuck. That was another one at Crosby. I'll never forget. You know, McKeon was one of those with that whistle to always swirl the whistle. Coach McKeon was a great coach for me as a young coach. He was one of those guys who used to be a head coach, used to been a coordinator for a long time. So, like, my my second meeting on the varsity staff there at Crosby, there are all the coaches are talking and they're on the board doing something. And I said, well, my deal's this. And Chuck said, hey, shut up. You're too young to have a deal. Just sit there and listen. No, yes, sir. But he, he taught me a lot. And, and, it's a good you, thing to teach him that age. Yeah. You, you need a guy like that on staff that. And, and that that can do that for the head coach. I got that. His guy's name's Todd Trahan. 
Well, he would walk. He'll tell around. you shut up in a heartbeat, including yeah, <laughs> me. Yeah, well, well, he'd walk easy. around with this twirling whistle. When you're not paying attention, he'd pecker shot you. You know that whistle? <laughs> he'd be twirling around and he'd get me all the time. Laugh. Well, one day, better aim low hey. over here is what I'm telling. You. <laughs> I've got. I had you know that ball of keys. You know, you, everybody's got the, the lanyard with yeah. about 75 keys on it. Well, we're at a track meet once, and I'm just he got me good, and I'm tired of it. So I'm doing the same thing. I'm twirling and he's not paying attention and nobody ever gets a chuck on anything because he's the old guy. <laughs> so finally I've had enough. And I just was twirling and I called boom with the keys. Dropped him into the knees. We're at Bikini. Dropped him down on the ground. And I thought, okay, I'm about that to finish. This is about to happen. Like that was a really bad decision. Like here he comes up. I think it earned respect from him. I've never, he never messed with me. After, like, <laughs> just knock down the bully. You got to knock the bully down, man. He'll leave you alone after a while. <laughs> hey, look. You got me. You got me. You got me. That was awesome. You know, yeah, boot camp days. Why didn't Randy? I got that from Randy Terrio. Yeah. Randy Terrio was the man. Randy Terrio. And for, it, now, it wasn't 30 degrees when we did our boot camp, but it was one of those days he took off running right in the mud, smoked it, got through, fired us up, got it going. Yeah, I'm out on that. So, on, Dan, Dan, what, what year was Dan? Dan Moore, we said just. Uh, just got drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I got. Yeah, today. And. Yeah. uh was he in that group we did the boot camp with in the morning or was the year after that? We had first period athletics. That was the year after that. Keith after Corbin was He was in, in that in deal, though. No, that was a freshman group. That was a freshman. He would have been in junior high. Yeah. You remember we would do the polls and we'd run those polls and then it got so cold, those ditches, they 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 rutted up next to the poles where they're bear crawling. And then uh, it rained and then the water froze to solid ice so cold out there we were doing those drills and they would just put their hands and just run and they would just slide <laughs> down that their old hands were like i don't know how we'd eat frostbite no, a couple we're of fingers at like 6 30 in the morning then oh yeah yeah, it, yeah. and it was cold i'll remember that that, uh, that was miserable alfred beverly and those guys oh, God, big, al. big al yeah that was fun times man yeah we have a good group out of that group you have ennis Gaines that's playing with um the, the Packers. Packers, yeah. And he got a, a off-season contract, so he's going through one of the favorite players I've ever coached. Yeah. Now, Ennis was Ennis. You had to just <laughs> go with that. But he turned into a great man. Got, you know, daddy now does yeah. a good job. And Dan was always high character. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Y'all got Green program. Bay and Pittsburgh. I've got Lamar State College Orange. <laughs> <laughs> so, just saying. We got guys that go places, too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, technology. Mark Foreman talks about coaching in Orangeville when he was we were with uh, Dan Ray Hooks and all those guys. And he said, you know, these guys played in the state championship and stuff. He said, I <laughs> – I took a team to Hampshire Vanette one time. <laughs> one time we even went to Livingston. <laughs> yeah, we have very, very few of those Pittsburgh Steelers guys, but that's what makes it nice sometimes. You sneak up and beat somebody you're not supposed to. Yeah. Heck yeah. Just, you know, kids that are out there, just tough ass, get after it. Yep. Don't don't quit, compete. It, it makes it fun to be around. Friday yeah, nights, there's no sure. better place than Friday nights in Orangeville. Yeah. So many, so there's so many things about Orangeville. So Chad, they get up in the press box and they create like a little, I don't know, shrine room up there. I mean, they carpet it. They did oh, all yeah. kind of stuff in their little area up there. Mr. Fremont. Yes. And they, they just, so many things like that. They take so much pride in that you just don't see anyplace else. He's the best. He, yeah. He's the best. So good. Uh, game announcer and, you know, introducing national anthem and all that kind of stuff, man. He's, mm. He's phenomenal. We're going to miss him. I don't know who's going to take his spot, uh, but good luck to him, whoever it is. Yeah, for we sure. We got a sweet deal. Dave Hofferth. Yeah. That was a sports announcer for years when I was in at, at Westbrook. Yeah. We got him. He ended up, when he retired from the newscast, and coming in to be the announcer for us, and that was awesome. He did a great job. At Westbrook? Or at Westbrook. At, really? Yeah, it was an awesome deal. You see, he's also being recruited over to LCM now? Uh, now we're in negotiations <laughs> right now. We're in negotiations. <laughs> Shannon, you got Shannon over there announcing? <laughs> It is uh, Griff. Well, you got Griff out of the Is no, Griff doing Jeremy Simmons. Best recruiter. Oh, he's a Brit City guy. Yeah, he is a Brit City guy. Jeremy yeah. Simmons. Freaking recruiting announcers, recruiting coaches. Seventh graders. Seventh grade. Fifth. What, what grade is Will in? Will, yeah. what grade are you in? He's in third. Second. Second. Third. Oh, fix him being third. He's recruiting third graders out of your program. Coach, yeah. I just, I'm you know. I got you. It's just scholarships. 
Did they I have those know. in high school? Unbelievable. Yeah, we'll figure that out. I just kind of show them coach who's there every yeah. day, somebody different. Well, no, you know what you did? It was, it was, I never could get done. You changed the emblem <laughs> on the side of a helmet. Oh, it's unbelievable. We, we, you went through well, some Well, it's got fired oh, on that deal. I, I, it wasn't supposed to stick. It really wasn't. The story oh, was we were going to do it for homecoming one year as a, like an O to the 19, whatever team, 50, 60 team, whatever. They were a block O. And so we went to that O. Yeah. And the plan was, is play the game, take it off, put the paw back on. Well, we Good beat plan. we beat Newton that night. Yeah, and so the first you time, like, keep whatever. First you time got, in twenty eight years, or whatever that they had done it, and so even the old timers, Mister Hutchinson, all them guys coming down said, "Coach, it's got to stay." And, Be careful, and it's kind of never, never gone away. Yeah, but the plan was to not have that. The plan was just do it that one time and yeah. take it off. Yeah, but the Thundercat, I do remember that. Yeah, it's down there. On, you see it on fourteen forty two one hundred five. The new there's gas a, there's, station. There's That's a gas the station down use. there. Bob the Cat logo is right on top of it. See, it took a while, but your <sighs> trend setting is finally caught it up. Is. Well, that, it is as well as it should. <laughs> I remember I had a young coach come in and brought that in and say, "What do you think about this?" I said, oh, "Who was that?" Bubble Wallace. Wallace. This guy. I know Bubble he probably. He, oh, oh, another Brit City guy. Yeah, so another Brit City guy. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, dang. <laughs> so I take it to the superintendent, the principal, who've all been there. 40 years yes. each. And they're like, yeah, coach, I think it's good. I think it'd be great. And, All right. Sounds good. Mistake. <laughs> no to young coaches. Do not ever do this. Yeah. And so we put it on and did not have a great year. And uh, I actually, at the end of the year, had seniors when we met. So, and, you know, I said, hey, let's talk about what we knew better, what caused it. And the the overriding theme was we got rid of the Bobcat, the paw print on the side of the helmet. That's that what, caused it. That, that caused that this season. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, that's crazy. so we put it back. First of all, that's crazy. And we had two good. After that, we were rolling. So but yeah, they the, were right. The O was not supposed to stick, but it's it's kind of caught on, and now the new soup has kind of blended it. It's got an O with a little paw on the bottom, so it's kind of brought both of them together. And, looks good. Uh, yeah. It does look good. It looks good, but it's crazy what people will blame things on. I, you know, Les Johnson. You want to go back to Les Johnson? We're playing West Orange at West Orange. Yep. And you ever get, you know, if you ever leave Bridge City and go to West Orange, there's two ways you can get to the state. You can take a ride on Chemical Road, mm-hmm. or you can go all the way down to 105 by the DPS office, take a ride, and go yep. that way. Well, there's two buses. Troy Bolton was probably driving one of them, you know. So we got two buses going to West Orange. First one takes a ride on Chemical Road. Second one goes all the way down to 105 by the DPS office, takes a ride. Both arrive at the same time. Mm-hmm. Another 60 to nothing shellacking. And he literally blamed it on that we didn't show up as a team together. That's why we got beat. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, by God, we didn't arrive together. We didn't play good. I'm thinking it was 60 to nothing. <laughs> I don't think how we got there anything to do with it. I mean, it's just little things like that. I'm thinking, are you, I mean, who's buying this? You know, are you seriously like the bus rides while we got yeah. beat? You know, I'm thinking – could be uh, that dude going to LSU that ran for 400 yards. Yeah. And probably got beat. I don't know, but there's little is, things like that I've just picked up just absolutely hilarious through the years. You know, just like, whatever, well, man. there's a lot of coaches across the state, which y'all were talking about earlier, that if you start off in the 5A or 6A level and you stay in it, you don't really get the full effect of a Friday night line. And, you know, starting off at a 3A school – and going, you know, to stadiums at 3A level, and then you go to Westbrook and you're playing at coliseums all over the place. Well, we go to Straight Thomas, no, not Straight Thomas, St. Thomas, uh, and our, that was the first time that a lot of those coaches ever had to get on top of a press box. Like St. Thomas, all they have is a press box, and the visitor coaches, hey, y'all go up the ladder, y'all get on top, there's a little railing. So yeah. they're over there, oh, my gosh, I feel a little nervous, and I'm sitting here going, guys. <laughs> Now, Anawak's built a nice facility since yep. then. Dennis Wagner, Bobcat, former Bobcat, the superintendent over there. But <clears throat> I remember when I was helping out with y'all, I mean, I'm 19. You had to go outside of the press box. There was a fireman's ladder on the outside, no cage. Yeah, yeah. You had to swing out to catch it with the camera in your hand and then work your way up. And then the last rung was broke. So you had to go over, grab the lip and pull yourself up. The whole time you're looking over, there is no, there's no, there's no bench. There's no 
steps. There's just this ladder on the side of the press box that you have to jump to grab, then get up and look down. And they're sitting there going, man, we had to go sit on top of a press box. Yeah. I'm like, guys, y'all have no earthly yeah. idea. I, we're going the other way. Everybody's building these meccas and they're, they're going to build one an indoor facility and turf. Oh, and God, I think they're what? getting a dome and air TV. <laughs> uh, yes, indoor. It's great. I yeah, don't think anything is awesome. eventually it'll trickle down to those little folks. Yeah. But I told McAlpin the other day, I said, I think we need everybody's getting turf. We need to be the opposite. We need to go freaking mud. Like, yeah. you know, and then they got to come play on our stuff. They're not going to be used to it. So we're going opposite. We're going rodeo arena. Everybody's going to go for these new fancy turf fields and this, that, and the other. And we're going the exact opposite way. 100%. Like, well, I can help here. you with that. Yes. Because did you kill the field? Did you kill the grass? I did. Yes. Just be honest. <laughs> I did. Yes. So, Bubba, great name Another British for the guy. ag guy, you know, that owns the feed store down there. Oh, yeah. He and I talked about upgrading the uh, quality of Bermuda grass out there. You didn't like the Virginia buttonweed that's on there right now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there was a patch of San Augustine down there that was nice. You know who's taking care of our field now? Ah. Thomas Glover. Thomas, Thomas the yeah. Lover Glover. Nice. He's our field guy now. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a big Bobcat guy. guy. What a great field. guy. So, Bubba tells me, he says, look, the best thing to do, I'm just going to be honest with you, it's a little sketchy, but – if you'll round up that field, then we can come in and plant this new Sahara Bermuda or whatever we were putting out there. So, I mean, I'm nervous. And this is in July, March. <laughs> I say July. And there's graduation going to happen on the field in June. And so I just, you know, how it is in Orangeville. There ain't, you know, you probably do it right. But back in the day, there wasn't no chemical licenses or there yeah. was, I jumped on that thing and started spraying. Is there statute limitations on, uh, Chemicals spraying you think? Oh, I'm sure there is. There's okay, yeah, yeah. we're good. Okay, so I spray that whole That's thing. Why with, my hair fall out? It's all coming to Probably in elementary school. Yeah, no Drifted to Bridge City. I spray. I'd round up the whole field, kill it, and we get out there and we we put seed and stuff. And uh, so it's there's some people that are nervous. Hey, graduation's coming up, Coach. We ain't got no grass. <laughs> oh, it'll be fine. Bubba told me it'd be good. So I, you know, about two weeks, it's good. Three weeks, four weeks. In about four weeks, I'm go, I'm laying on the ground every morning looking for just any little stubble sticking up. <laughs> nothing. Five weeks, nothing. Six weeks, nothing. And I mean, there's people asking me, hey, coach, what are we doing? And it's they are nervous. And at about eight weeks, we're about two weeks out of graduation. Bubba and I get together and realize that we put pre-emergent down back in December to prevent any seeds from germinating. From Nothing's oh, coming gosh. up. And uh, which actually it worked out well. We had to come in and sprig the field with a better grass. Yeah, you end up getting what you wanted so, out of it. Yeah, I mean it was bad for graduation. I put nah, carpets down and stuff. Never remember in that. the long That's not run. Not a big event in your life. So good. No, yeah. no, because I left <laughs> my last year. I all ass. Yeah, yeah. They still ride me about that deal. That's well, a we, great story. My first year as a head coach at Westbrook. That was the first time we ever played on grass. In nine years, we played on grass mm-hmm. one time at Montgomery. So we drive to Montgomery. We get there. Coach Bolfing does an unbelievable job. Montgomery, one of the best coaches, great guy, and uh, he's had eighteen kids come through yeah, his quarterback every, too. That is every hurt. son he has is a stud. Yeah, and he's got another one coming through. Yeah, stud. it's unbelievable. So we're we get to their place and their grass is immaculate. Like yeah. we pull up and it looks better than a lot of turfs. I mean, this is a putting green, and I'm going, okay, this is nice, man. It's all painted. Both end zones are painted. Center of the field's painted. And I'm like, dang, this looks like turf. We get out. We do the walk the field. All the players go walk the field. As soon as I step on the grass, it's, it's just big squish. Mud comes up. Water comes up everywhere. And I go, oh, these sons of a gun. I saw I walked up, Coach. I said, man, you have a water problem? I said, it hasn't rained in three weeks. Oh, Coach, you know, we had some sprinklers mess up. And so they've been running for about the last three days. And we're, you know, trying to wet the field down for us. But they don't realize is in Westbrook, we practice in a swamp. You know this. Yeah. I mean, it is the lowest practice field. It is muddy year round. We have no nice practice. It is ants and mud. So our kids have gotten used to breaking down in the mud, running in the mud, you know, slide, and we go out there and proceed to have about 800 yards of offense. And the, every time our kid would go to break, they'd put the brakes on, and the Montgomery kid would just slide right past them and just <laughs> yeah, go. And we were running left to right. I think the game goes, that didn't work too well, did it? Yeah. I said, Coach, we practice on this every day. Every day. <laughs> we're good every with swamp turf. It's something new for us. That's what we only see on game days. That's another Troy Bolton story. When he was in Orsfield. I don't know if I was with you or not with there. 
when we went out there one time for pregame, it was wet, and he'd given everybody the old three-quarter inch uh, screw-in cleats. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we caught him in pregame, and he just stared at us like, you better not say a word. You better not say a word. We're like, seriously? And they stood back when they had screw-in cleats still. Those suckers looked like they were eight inches taller walking on pregame. What the hell did they got on? We had yeah, a few three-quarter inch when I was there. Yeah. yeah. But that was it. He, he got so nervous when we found him. Like, yeah. like look at them cleats. Orangeville is where I learned at the practice field where I was taught to, before you go out to practice, you take the – the trainers have those bags that they put ice in and stuff, the clear bags. Take that bag and you put it over your sock and then you put your shoe on over that yeah. so that you keep your feet from getting wet because you're going to be in four inches of water the yeah. entire practice. It's still bad. That hasn't got any better. The first practice I – well, the first year I was there, I remember it was an evening practice, two days. We'd go out there and uh, I was five, six o'clock in the afternoon. And I start looking around, and it looks like every person on the field is dancing. They are slapping mosquitoes, and it's unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. Yep. It's crazy. That hasn't. That's gotten better. The mosquitoes aren't as bad. Yeah. But, but the water on the field is. It's, it's like what somebody it comes out there just from the mud. It is what it is. Public kids watch yeah. from the mud. It's bad. Yeah, roll but with it. It just toughens you up, you know. And I'm lo- I've lost a couple of toes from athlete's foot and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> Gangrene. But no, yeah, other it. than that, I didn't need that toe anyway. <laughs> that oh, blister just turned into rock. Yeah. That's all I did. <laughs> oh, two toes, two toes, Smalley. Yeah. It's, oh, that's nothing wrong with that. No. Nah, it's, it's two good. big ones at least. Are you going to be at the Till Crawfish Bowl? Plan on it. Okay. Well, I've been there every year since I've been. I can't get Matt to come back probably again. This is a two-hour drive for him, and so this is twice, and it's pushing it. But uh, I may, I may, uh, I'm selling that thing with Bradley Dell and uh, Keith you know, Little. Yeah. Oh, it, it, yeah. it's a good time, man. They they yeah. raise a lot of money. And it's Heck a, yeah. I'm a recipient. Good calls. Jojo uh, Peavy's recipient. That makes it worth it right there, Jojo Peavy. Why is he not here? That's the guy I wanted to talk Joe to. Joe Peavy has a, a ball and chain now. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He pretty much does what he's told to do now by by a young lady. I Either that or he's working out. He well, does that, that makes a lot sense. too. That makes sense. Well, he, he once again, we I mean, got Eric Peavy, but really wanted JoJo Peavy. Yeah. But it's kind of it was when I was coaching, and same same type <laughs> same of deal. Thing, just that was <laughs> took Eric to get JoJo, no, and then, you know, I took Don't, off before Zach got there. But he was, he was a good one. Yeah, that's what I hear. I enjoyed coaching Zach. Yeah. Good, tough kid. Well, they come from a good lineage. Two they, out of three kids are pretty tough. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, it's 100%. The I'm other not one, saying which one. The other one's in the cold pissing on himself. <laughs> <laughs> Shirtless. That is true. You that is who's true. better, him or Caduti in the hair? I think Caduti copies there. I, th- I think Caduti wants to be Eric. Caduti, yeah. the, the best way to get to Caduti is you start looking at him, just stare at his hairline. And just keep staring and look to one side and the other, <laughs> and he gets real nervous. Like, what are you doing, man? And just tell him, dude, I, I'm not. I think that's heading back. It's uh, at least he has a hairline. I'm not sure I do anymore. You got one. It's just back of your neck. <laughs> it's way I'm fired back. up for my boy Caduti. I'm fired up. Oh, he's like gonna be awesome. Head coaching spot. Be awesome. Came in. I can't wait. Yeah. So when this will happen, I don't know. But being retirement, I can retire, and when I do. I've already told him, I'll have a golf cart. I'll just travel with a golf cart, and I will show up at practices. I'll be at y'all's practices oh, yeah. and just roll out there. You better have the little bags over your feet when you come to my house, son. You're going to have some wet I'm feet. I'm having the big other. wheels on my golf cart and, you, and, and just roll out and, there and just get sit back, back. ready for those pterodactyl mosquitoes. That's, oh, why, that's the biggest thing. Have your pepper spray for the dogs that run on the field and all that <laughs> yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's good times, man. Good times. 100%. <laughs> all right, man. We're going to wrap it up. Until next time. time. And appreciate uh as Matt always says, so I'm just I'm filling in for him, but he always says, just promise us you'll come back again. So whatever that means. Yeah, you'll be well, you gonna be there for the beef toe thing. I'll be there for the beef toe deal. Yeah. I'll make a There's cameo. A couple of microphones and this thing. And don't, uh don't give it to Bradley Dale, you won't get it back. Oh, the I microphone. He'll, he'll sell it. So <laughs> we're gonna go out there. Cajun auction. Cajun auction. Yeah. yeah, he'll look at you and make you feel like I'm, you know, five hundred dollars later, <laughs> like I'm did a world that of guy, a service. He got one over on me. I'm telling you, he came in my office one day when he, I think he was still at LSU, and, and he tenderhearted me. Can you can you get me a jersey made with my dad's number on it? Can you get me some jerseys with my dad's number on it? Well, who's gonna say no? To yeah, that? yeah. Uh, so yeah. I called Nathan Reeves, former Bobcat. Yeah, 
We get two jerseys, an orange and white one. Dad's number on it. Man, I'm so proud. I give him Bradley Dale. I get a big old hug. You know, thank you, man. Thank you. The very next Pivoto ball, he's auctioning them off. <laughs> I thought I was doing this guy a tremendous favor for his dad, and he was going to hang them up in his house and stuff yeah. like that. He used them to make money. Yeah, he, I paid for them. It's a good donation. That, that is, is good for you. It's, it's for the children, Josh. Well, got these two jerseys, but dad's number on. Who wants them? Cajun auction. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. I thought that was for you. <laughs> Supporting the children is what you do. Never pay child support, but I have supported children. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to go back and eat some more crawfish. and uh, I'm going to go move. Listen to some music over there. We got uh, Brian Black and Chris Lowe, CeeLo Band and, and Brian Black. and Sounds like it's getting rowdy over there. Eric is about to grab the mic and do No Sleep Till Brooklyn. No, they don't want that to happen. No happened. sleep till yes. Brooklyn. Yes. I've I seen am, it. Have you really? Seen it. Sent it. Seen it. Yeah, there is that. Amy, ugly. Amy's getting, she's getting nervous. Yeah, I have seen it at a coaching, a at a coaching school. Oh, yeah. Seen it in the middle of the, a lot of people. Well, let's wrap this up and let's go over there and uh, hit the mic. <laughs> e, <laughs> e. Peavy, let's get it done. Appreciate you guys. Oh, Thanks thank for being you, on, man. man. Thank you. All right. Peace.